Shakespeare. Shakespeare. I'd like to propose a toast. Welcome to Wines and Dolls, a podcast where Chelsea and Emily wine and talk about musicals. Welcome. Wine is a double one time drop. Okay, I hope you just froze and didn't. I think that was a freeze. Because otherwise your delay is like 10 seconds. <laughs> Girl, there was no freeze on my end. Okay, you, like you froze on my end. You froze on my end. That sounds dirty. Is- I take it back. Hi, oh, everyone. Hello. Oh, hello. <coughs> That's a John Mulaney and Nick Kroll thing. Oh, hello. Um, hello, everybody. It's that. It's that in, intention. Yeah. Inflection. Inflection. There we go. Intention. With this intention, too. Intentions the and inflections, there. yeah. Uh-huh. Hello. Oh, God. It's January still. Mm-hmm. We, Chelsea just got back from Colorado. I did. If you'd missed our social media episode at some point, if you missed our social media notes, we obviously did not have an episode come out last week. If you're keeping track, I don't know if any of you are listening consistently, but if you're (coughs) keeping dying, if you're keeping track, we didn't have an episode last week because Emily got sick and Chelsea went out of town. Yay. Yay. It was, yeah, because like, well, yeah, it was the week before last that I Mm -hmm. had the flu. Right, right, right. And, and I was I left. working. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what a time. The following week. What a time. I, was, I, I don't even remember. It feels like me having the flu was like months ago. It feels like I went out of town months ago. Which was yesterday, Which right? Was, no. We got back. Well, we left on Saturday the 6th and got back on the 13th. It was great. Oh, yeah. Oh, you've been back for a second. I thought you were still out. No, I texted you when we got back in. Girl. I don't know what I was doing. I was probably working. Probably working and prepping for a freeze. Anyway. Oh, yeah, that too. Welcome to Wines and hey, Dolls. Chelsea. Wait, wait. We've got to welcome the people. Oh, hey, sorry. Yes. Welcome. Welcome to Wines and Dolls. We're still fucking here. That's a podcast. If this is your first show, it's a podcast where we drink things and talk about musicals. Most of the time it's wine. Things. Things. Today it is definitely wine because we're recording in the evening and I don't have to go entertain children today. Which is oh, yeah. lovely. It's not 8.30 in the morning. It's not. Emily, like it has been in the past. we're doing this like we meant it to be in the evening. <laughs> in the evening. <laughs> when we can get Happy trashed. Yes. Two days before it releases. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. Hey, Emily. Hey, Chelsea. Damn it. All right. I'll what are it. you drinking? I am drinking, and I'll show our patrons. If you're on Patreon, you can see this beautiful bubble. Oh, my gosh. It's almost empty. It's almost empty. A barefoot. It's called barefoot it's the cheap ass bubbly rose it's, it's barefoot bubbly barefoot it, bubbly people know what barefoot is they do because it's the cheap affordable wine it's barefoot bubbly brute rose i was feeling like a sweet bubbly wine instead of a dry bubbly wine so i got a rose i like bubbly wine it kicks me real good in the ass and makes me sleep okay so yeah That's anyway nice yeah i also have a glass of water because like M on our other favorite podcast, and that's why we drink. I am a thirsty, thirsty little rat. I, every time they say rat, I'm like, wow, bitch. I love it. I'm like, I'm here for it. Also, but look, I'm drinking my water out of my mediv- medieval times glass. Oh, my God. From the last time we went to Meow Wolf in Dallas. You're so cute. I know. Medieval times. Mm-hmm. Hey, Emily. Hey, Chelsea. What are you drinking? 
I'm drinking a shot of espresso. Mm. We're here for a happy hour. Get Woo. it. That's the happiest I, hour there is. Woohoo! Espresso! Yay! I'm an espresso mouse. Espresso you can be mouse. a thirsty rat. I'm going to be a mouse. <laughs> can you be an espresso chipmunk? I like mice better. Oh. I just don't want to be the shrew. Okay, you're the espresso shrew. Oh, I like that so what much I better. Like, oh, yes, maybe like the shrew. Look, that that really works well. The espresso shrew. The espresso shrew. Oh, my espresso God. Espresso shrew. If somebody out there is an artist, oh, if you want to make us some fan art, can you please make Emily like an espresso shrew? Espresso shrew. I'm already a caffeinated Tina. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. But Christy, I if you need if you need some if you need some inspiration. Yeah, if you get bored, Christy. I can be an espresso now. Espresso. <laughs> Wait, I don't want to be a thirsty rat. That's so funny. With my medieval times glass. That's what you you were like. I said I don't like the thirsty rat. And here you are like, I like it. I like it. That is also very like that's a very uh what's the word? It's uh, appropriate. Yes. Because it's medieval times and there was rats. That's true. There were a lot of rats. Yeah. Yeah. You're calling me the Black Plague, Emily. Mm, I didn't say that. <laughs> Not out loud. <laughs> That's my favorite insult. I didn't say I it. I didn't say that. <laughs> I, didn't put that in, I didn't put that in your head. That's some deep-rooted trauma that maybe you need to work through. Well, hey, Chelsea. Hey, Emily. What are you whining about? Well, I'm whining that I didn't take notes from when we uh, just got started here, but um, I'm whining that I'm back in town. <laughs> I want to go play just in, in the time snow. for it to be cold. Well, I came from the cold, so we acclimated really well. We went... Cold <laughs> doesn't bother me anyway. The cold actually does bother me quite a bit. It, it gets a little annoying, but... I had such a nice time. James and I had an entire week off. I still ended up working a little bit, but we had an entire week off and it was absolutely awesome because we went. I don't know why I gave you a face for working because that's exactly what I do when I'm on vacation. That's what you do on vacation. <laughs> what else am I going to do, right? It's, it's not like I wanted to. It, it was like a no, there's no other way kind of situation. I need to I need to do this one because I set it up kind of thing. Um, but it's okay. It took like five seconds. So we went to, it's a positive sparkling and a, I'm so sad. I'm back from vacation wine. We went to Denver and we went to Meow Wolf, which is the third of the four that we will have gone to, um, or that we have gone to. And there will be five Meow Wolves soon in 2025 when the Houston Meow Wolf opens. So we've still oh, one opening here. Oh, we haven't talked. Remind me. We'll talk. Um, okay. So there are five Meow Wolves, Denver, Santa Fe, um, <coughs> Grapevine. There's one coming to Houston, and there's one in Vegas. So we haven't been to the Vegas one, and we haven't been to the Houston one, obviously, because it hasn't opened yet. But once it does, we'll be there, obviously. Um, we'll be there for the opening day, actually, probably, because it's so close. Anyway. Um, it was great. It was awesome. It was overwhelming. I love Meow Wolf. It was so fan fantastic. And then I got to meet up with our old intern, Graham. 
Graham! He says hi, by the way. He, I called. I, I texted him. I was like, what's going on in Denver tonight? And he's like, oh, my God, you're here. I forgot. And so we went and met up with him at this horror shop because apparently there's like a big horror oh. scene in Denver. And he's horror. Horror. No W. No horrors. horror. Just horror. <laughs> we went to the horror shop. We went to a horror shop, which was also a <laughs> coffee <laughs> shop. Um, and they sold different horror objects and things. It was kind of a witchy shop. I loved it. It was really great. And then we went with him to a horror-themed bar that he loves. It was so much fun. And we all just, like, caught up and talked about theater and inclusivity in theater. And he taught me some stuff. And we sat there and just listened to him talk passionately about how he loves what he does, which I'm so happy for him now. He's at CU Boulder. Go, Graham! And then we went to... Oh, Graham. We drove... Huh? All the recommendations for Graham. All I will the, write all the recommendations for Graham. All the recommendations. Me too. I love him. Um, and then we drove the next day all the way to Crested Butte. I love to call it Crusty Butt. And it's a ski town. You can roll your eyes all you want. but It's like me and, and Nacho Douches. Nacho Douches. Wait, it's you can't. Douches. <laughs> That's where my grandfather's from. <laughs> well, I just, because I. Nacho Douches. And then there's, there's Lamp Ass. And what is that? It's it starts with lamp, and then I think it's a s a s, lamp ass, but I call it lamp ass. <laughs> I guess it could be lamp ass. Lampus, probably lampus. Yeah, cramp like Krampus. I don't, fuck, I don't fucking know. I don't know. Nacho douches but, and lamp ass. That's that's those are towns in Texas. <laughs> Nacogdoches and lampus probably. I don't know. Lamp ass. Um, so did you know there's a Nacogdoches as well? But it's in Louisiana. The story... The I feel like that's the female version of Nacho Douches. No, they're twins. Apparently, the folk... Oh. I don't know if this is real or not. This is what my grandfather told me because he's from Nacogdoches. The folklore is that there were two um, um, potential chiefs for the Indian tribe, two brothers called Nacogdoches and Nacogdoches. And their father, they like couldn't stop fighting. So their father split them up and they're like, you go take that land. You go over there. I don't give a shit anymore. And they just became, um, that, that became the areas. I highly doubt that that was the real story, but I'll look it up later. I'm a little too lazy to do it right now. But, um, so anyway, we went to Crusty, Crusty Butt, Crested Butte. It's a ski town and very cute. I learned all the history of it because you know me. I want to know if the buildings that look like they're from the 1800s are haunted or not. And of course, they're like probably haunted, but 1880s founded kind of area. And then you go up the mountain where we stayed and it was, it was beautiful. It snowed. It was awesome. We got to hang out with James's dad. He drove in two hours from um, where he lives. And then we went to... Uh, we drove to, where did we go? Oh my God. I can't remember. Winter park. We drove to winter park. All of this driving sucked because we were like uh, going around these windy roads in blizzards and snow, very scary stuff. But James is used to driving in this stuff because he's from the North. Um, so nothing scares him as long as there's salted roads. Houston scares him because there are no salted roads right now. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm terrified. But anyway, I have to go do all these deliveries tomorrow. We'll see how that goes. And then we drove... (laughs) And then we drove from Winter Park to back to Denver to fly out. And that was the scariest drive because we really were in a blizzard. It was terrifying. You couldn't see in front of you because the snow. I was like, blizzards are terrifying across the board. 
They were. I mean, like there was no snow falling, but the wind was at 75 miles an hour up on the mountain as we were coming down that it was blowing the powdery snow all around that you can't see. It was so scary. And when we woke up, we went to the coffee shop in the morning um, and they, the coffee shop people, they're all, they were talking to all the locals there and they were like, oh my God, these people coming into town, like, ugh. I've already seen six accidents on the way here. And I'm like, Ugh. and then I checked the pass because we went to this Italian place the night before and met this really nice guy and the bartender. And he was like talking to us about how to best get back to Denver. And he's like, you got to check and make sure the pass is open because the storm's coming in. And and so he gave me the website to look at. And so I was looking and it said, pass is closed. And I'm like, oh God, oh, no. I'm never getting home. No. <laughs> oh, darn. We're going to have to stay in Colorado two more days. Oh darn! Oh darn! But we made it. We made it home. We had a really nice time. It was it was fun. My favorite part was going um, uh, tubing, snow tubing down this really big hill oh in the seventy five mile an hour winds. It was painful and so much fun. It was great, but they had like a magic genie you walk on and it like takes you up the hill. It was a really big hill. It's on my Instagram if you want to see the hill and me sliding down it. But the wind was blowing really hard, and it was snowing, and it hurt my face. I, but, man, it was fun. So fun. Hey, Emily. I will go look that up. Hey, Chelsea. What are you whining about? Because I just whined for, like, six minutes. Seven minutes. It was a little longer than that. Uh, seven minutes I'm and 49 seconds. I'm still next to my router, and I'm s- somehow my, uh, my internet is still unstable. Um. Just like both so of I us. Look at you silly. Yes, exactly. Just like my mental state. What am I whining about? Yeah, what are you, uh, what do I want tequila coffee liqueur or whiskey coffee liqueur? Whiskey. Oh, man. They're both unopened, so. But I also gave, I think I gave Wait, 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 wait. No, wait, 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 wait. The... You drink what? the tequila one and I'll come drink the whiskey one with you. Because I don't drink tequila. You're, we're going to be fine. <laughs> oh, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. If... Yeah, it's a lot. We'll be fine. What am I whining about? Uh, the past two weeks have been like pretty difficult because um, I literally January 2nd had the flu, like full on the flu. And January 2nd was also when the manager, uh, when my manager left town Ooh. for his PTO for two weeks. Oh, God. So I was having to work through not only me having the flu, but um, three people that I work with having it. And then one person had a sinus infection and then one person like never got tested, but probably had the flu. And then, um, one person had like food poisoning and I couldn't actually go in because I was sick. So it was a whole, it was a whole thing. Um, that sounds horrible. Um, but alas, and then this past week has been me like recovering from the flu and having to actually go in and be, in charge. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, it's been, it's been interesting. Um, it's been fine. It's been good. I'm, I'm just tired. I, Oh God, Chelsea, I've, this has never happened to me before mm. or it hasn't happened to me in a while. And it has never happened to me two nights in a row, but on Saturday night mm-hmm. I could not sleep. And so I finally fell asleep at like six and woke up wide eyed at eight and couldn't, I was like awake. And so I went, I went down, like worked out. And then, so Sunday doing la, 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 still working. And I, um, am at my friend's house mm-hmm. and 
ended up spending the night there, but again, couldn't sleep. So I sat there for like two hours staring at the ceiling. And then around four o'clock I walked in and they were still awake. I'm like, I can't sleep. And they're like, do you want to go for a drive? And I'm like, yes, I want to go for a drive. So we ended up driving around and this is when it's first, it started getting cold. Oh no. At 4.30 a.m. That's dangerous. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) and we ended up getting back and I ended up falling asleep around five, I guess it was five. Yeah, it was five. And my alarm went off at seven. I was wide eyed and I left. And then, um, but because of the cold, they kept pushing back the hours for my retail job. And my, my manager was like, just go to sleep because by the time we open, if we open your shift would be over anyways. So I went to go and like lay down to sleep. Cause at that point I'd only slept for four hours in the last two days. Yeah. And I immediately get a text from a client and I'm immediately awake. And so all of yesterday Fuck was me just them. like not like I was in some, I don't even know what kind of haze I was in. And so I finally actually, I was waiting. I said, I was like, I'm waiting for a crash. A crash is going to come. A crash is going to come. And it came at 1137 last night. So what you're telling me is we could have recorded last night. Yes. You were like, I feel a crash is coming. I'm like, I'll ask later. That, and that's, yeah, no, and it, it came, but I also couldn't have focused. I, like, could not watch anything. I had to turn on, like, if I needed brain power, it couldn't happen. Totally get you. I ended up doing, this is what's hilarious, though. I was filling out one of the spreadsheets for work that required math. And using a calculator was pissing me off because it was inefficient. So I did all the math in my head. Oh, yeah, that's where I was at. Okay. Okay. Because um, I was just like, because it, it's not like a, it, it was on Excel. It, there was no like sums that I could have made. I had to actually do the math in my head. What's that crazy um, movie with Matt Damon? Is it like Mr. Ripley or something? I don't remember. Where he can like, I don't know. He's like a genius, but he's the janitor at this college, but he's a fucking brilliant genius that does math in his head. I've always done math in my head. Fucking I like math. You're basically Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> this far less uh, less successful and not in the born identity films. I mean, uh, that's okay too. I don't. I've never seen oh. a born identity film ever. Never seen it. I haven't actually either. Boom. My dad used to watch them. So a lot. how good can it be? Right. That's true. Okay. Uh, maybe not as good as Prince of Egypt. <gasps> Oh my God, what a great transition. Thank you for setting me up for that. You're that so welcome. Um, okay, y'all, we are covering Prince of Egypt, the musical. So boop, this is part boop, two, boop, so it's boop. a synopsis. Yeah. Woo. Um, and so two weeks ago, you got a dramatic reading of Wikipedia, I'm pretty sure. La, um, la, and now we're here. La Wikipedia. Thank you. La Wiki. I feel like we can make it like I'm trying to mix mix uh, languages right now. So we have le, which is French, and if we do Spanish, wiki, wiki, pedia. But I don't want to do pedia as Spanish. I'm trying to think of a different language we could do it. German. Uh, What is in German? What pedia is feet, right? Or ped is like feet. How would you pronounce p e d? I'm trying to think like how it would be. Fisa. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's like the, the letters P E D make the sound Fisa. No, the word feet in German is Fisa. P 
P-E-D okay. in I think we're trying German. to do two different things right hold now. Hold on, hold on. Pad, ped. Okay, so we keep... Oh, it's still, hold on, it's wait, still wait, 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 pedia in German, like pediatric in German, German translate. I can't do it. Let's just move on. Fuck it. I know. I'm like, I, I like trying to think we're of Greek and then I'm trying to think of Norwegian. I think in Norwegian it would be pie, pie, pied. Pied. Okay. Le wiki pied. Wiki pied. Anyway, yeah. we took a lot of information from the internet on Wikipedia. Yeah. So anyway, enjoy, enjoy this. Yeah. Go. Oh God. Um, Okay, I, we did it. We did it. We got <laughs> okay, there. Okay, so let's talk I about, hope you let's enjoyed talk about it. Prince of Egypt. I love how none of that would have been uh, in Egyptian. Um, <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> or, or anywhere near or Egypt. Or Sanskrit or, you know, any kind uh, of anything. Sanskrit. Hebrew. Anyways. <clears throat> there we go. It was definitely not in Hebrew. I don't even... Okay. I know. Moving on. I know some Wait, Hebrew. I watched Prince did you? I, I know, uh, was it uh, chutzpah? I know what that is. Chutzpah? I think that's Yiddish. What about sh- like Shabbat Shalom? Shabbat Shalom, yeah. Shabbat Shalom. And you've seen Fiddler on the Roof, so you know Lachayim. Yeah. Means to life. To Anyways. Life. Have we covered Fiddler yes. on the Roof? That they have a whole song on it. I think we have. Okay. Yeah. You know what we're covering today, Chelsea, that we need to get to? <laughs> Shit. Okay. I'm going to stop now. In a different continent, <laughs> we are covering <laughs> Prince of Egypt. Yes, we are. <laughs> Prince of Egypt, which is the very popular film, animated film that Disney turned down. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is is available on Broadway HD. The musical is available on Broadway HD. And it is the West End recording of it. And by God, Chelsea, the, this cast is hot. Mm-hmm. Hot. 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 The ladies They're and the gentlemen, so they are fucking attractive. Hot. It's so annoying. Um, I know. I, I was like, I can't. And like, ugh. Can't even, Anyways. can't odd, can't, just can't. Even can't. Um, I do want to go over characters really quick because I don't think I did. Oh, Luke Brady is his name. Yeah, he was fine. Um, fine. Um, let's talk about these characters. We have Moses, who is our protagonist. He is the one who leads the Hebrews. Mm-hmm. We have Ramses, or so it's pronounced Ramesses, and I was actually just looking up Ramesses as the Pharaoh on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. but it's spelled Ramses, R A M S E S, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. Um, but Ramses is the like born son of the Pharaoh, where Moses is, he's adopted, for lack of a better way of describing it. Um, then we have Zipporah. She is the, uh, she will end up being Moses' wife, spoiler alert. Um, but she is, she's taken captive. Miriam, who is Moses' sister. We have Aaron, who I'm pretty sure is Moses' brother. Or he's the highest. Yes. He's yeah, the elder brother of Moses. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Pharaoh Seti, which is daddy. Daddy, Ramsey's daddy. Yes, we have uh, Jethro, who um, I think, I'm, if I remember correctly, that is Zipporah's dad. Mm-hmm. So he's a high priest. Yeah. 
We have Queen Tuya, which is uh, who is the wife of Pharaoh Seti. And then we have High Priest Hotep. Um, and he is going to be more or less our antagonist. Um, Nefertari, which is who is going to be Ramesses' wife. And then Yochevid, yes, who is um, Moses' mother. Yes, that's correct. They How do you spell it? it? Wikipedia. They spelled it uh, Y-O-C-H-E-V-E-D, but it is spelled with a, it's Yochevid, uh, uh, I'm looking, I'm literally, it might be a I'm looking at the, I am looking at the freaking IPA and my brain is still not working. The Romanized is Yochved. The, the Hebrew, <laughs> yes. she would be Hebrew. But the Hebrew is Yaiki, I'm going to send it to you. Send it to me. Um, <laughs> anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, it matters, but it matters. like not right this second. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Moses's mama. <laughs> Moses' mom. So she's the one who is going to sing some of our, uh, some of the most recognizable songs in this musical. So much of the set in the musical on the West End, it is projection as the backdrop, but what I, they do what I love, which is um, a lot of the set pieces or um, objects are made by dancers, by people. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. If you remember in Once Upon a... Uh, once, oh, once Upon... Once on this island, like, the car was made by people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's very much like that, and it's and it's a theme throughout. Now, they have, like, physical set pieces, too, but they're, none of them are that large. Um, except for maybe when we get into the party in the Red Sea. But that's more of something that they're standing on the whole time. So, moving on. We start in ancient Egypt... We, we remain in ancient Egypt throughout the show. So more than 3,000 years ago, and the Hebrews labor, the, the Hebrews labor desperate for deliverance from slavery. So they are slaves of Egypt. And the Egyptian soldiers, under orders to kill all Hebrew firstborn, snatch babies from their mother's arms. We start off strong. Baby, and this is so, baby snatching from the top. Baby snatching. So I was talking, I texted Chelsea. When I, so I watched, okay, admittedly, I watched act one a couple of weeks ago and then I watched act two today. So act two is definitely much more in my brain. But um, in the plague, the first, okay, that's the plague. Um, I was trying to figure out why exactly they were taking firstborns. And I think it was, it had to have been some sort of prophecy. It was. Um, yeah, I couldn't remember, but then it was also a plague later. Mm-hmm. Later, but, it was like, uh, how you did that to us, we're going to do this to you. God said so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so for how they staged this, would they, there would be like a mom who'd come out with like a bundle or like, they, or a, like I, think, I think it was a bundle, not a puppet, and then they would pull a red scarf out. Ooh. And it was like... Drama. Holy fucking shit. Um, so it was a lot. Meanwhile, Yokchaved, Moses' mom, she is singing a last lullaby to her newborn and then places him in a basket, sets him out on the Nile where he drifts into the queen's pleasure garden. And that is Queen Tuya. So this is the story of Moses. Tuya um, is there with her son, Ramesses, um, but she finds this new baby in a woven basket and she decides that she should adopt him 
And um, I think his sister kind of appears in the pleasure garden and she's like, oh, his name is Moses. And she's like, Moses, what does that mean? It means deliver us into the song, deliver us. I think it means deliverance to be exact. Yes. Did you, was, what was the name of the song before? Cause I don't think you mentioned it. There wasn't a song. Before. There wasn't, there's not like an opening we, or anything. We start with deliver us. Okay. We Aww. don't need another song. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Deliver us is they got straight into the film. Deliver like, us. Yes. And that, that, that song starts at that starts at the beginning and this whole scene is happening through deliver us. Damn. So we scoot ahead to 18 years later, where a high-spirited teen named Moses and Ramesses are racing on their chariots, which are built by the um, ensemble. <gasps> I actually got a little like weirded out because so there's no there's no things that are like oh this is a horse head. It's like no, the ensemble is the horse, and um, like they had like the, their chariots right. So there's a person and like two people are holding their arms and they're like going like this really fast. I'm like, God, if they pull too hard or do something weird, they could like pull that arm out of the socket. Well, but I'm sure they've practiced it a few times. I'm sure they practiced it at least <laughs> once. At least <laughs> once. <laughs> um, so as they're racing their chariots, they're actually destroying the marketplace and part of the temple. And this is done in the song Faster. Might as well pick up some speed. What? Scattering melons and olives and baskets and making a small disaster. No time to turn on the back of the damage we done. We've got to go faster. This, of course, is infuriating the high priest Hotep, who is a fucking dick. Huge dick. Huge dick. He doesn't have a huge dick. I'm pretty sure he has a small dick and he's compensating for someone, something. You know. Like a truck. So he's pissy. If, if this was like the normal truck. time, he would be driving a truck. A very yes, large exactly. one. So he goes, I'm telling on you. And he goes and tells the Pharaoh. So their father, so Moses and Ramesses' father, is, is Pharaoh Seti. And he more or less berates Ramesses for his irresponsibility in the song, One Weak Link. One weak link can break the strongest chain. One weak king can end the longest reign. All of our enemies look for a tiny chink. Wait for that one weak link. Ramesses, my son, are you that one weak link? You are the weakest link. Goodbye. This will come back later. Yes, it will. So, um... Ramesses is technically the older son. He's, I think, about the same age as Moses, but it is understood. Like, it's like, you are going to be Pharaoh, mm -hmm. not Moses. He is. And because I don't think Moses knows that he's adopted. He doesn't. He does not yeah, know until he doesn't know later. later when like Miriam yells at him. Um, so Ramesses is then told that he's going to have to be get married. Um, and so... Please breathe, Chelsea. 
You okay? Chelsea just choked, but she shut off her sound. It's wasabi. So all I see is like literally just silent hacking happening on the other side Sorry. of the Zoom right now. I licked the wasabi off of my nut. I'm eating wasabi nuts and I licked it. Quit, quit wicking wicking wasabi off nuts. But it's so good. That's got to burn the nuts. I'm sorry. That was so funny. It was really, I'm like, patrons, I hope you saw that. Because also because my internet's kind of shitty. It was like (laughs) weird choppiness. I, it was, that was frightening, honestly. Because there's nothing I can do about it. Okay, I'm all right. (laughs) All I can do is be like, I just watched my friend die on Zoom. They're fine. <laughs> I almost spit my almost spit my wine out at the microphone. <laughs> Don't kill our mic. Good lord. Okay. Enough. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna switch to chocolate instead of wasabi nuts. Okay, cool, cool, cool. cool. Okay, let's okay, go bye. back. So uh so Ramesses is being told that he's gonna have to marry now, and he's gonna marry uh Princess Nevertari, who is very arrogant and ambitious, and it's going to be a political alliance. This bitch is like I don't know if she was her instruction was just to be stoic and completely uh pointed the entire show because the she is like this is what she's so robotic until act two. And then in act two, there's one moment and it's like her last mode on stage that she loses the robot. Mm-hmm. So anyways, you, see her, you see her for like five seconds in the original film. She's, I mean, she has a part like she's, she's there. She's, oh, yeah, big, she's, she's big a beautiful, on the decisions. Beautiful song later too. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's when we lose robot. But, um, she's, she is so robotic through act one. So Moses actually defends Ramesses to their father. Um, but, Left alone, he wishes he could leave a mark on the world as his brother will one day. So Moses is like, Ramesses is going to be a pharaoh. I don't get that opportunity. And uh, he sings about this in the song, Footprints on the Sand. Footprints on the sand Ripples on the river Wispy drifting clouds That blow across the desert sky One day and the next we vanish, vanish in the blink of an eye beside. We vanish in the blink of an eye beside. Foreshadowing. Ooh. Okay, so a couple months later, Seti returns from a desert campaign um, against the rebellious uh, Midianites in the song. Uh, Seti's return. Ramesses, I brought you a gift from the desert. So there's been like tomfoolery and whatnot, but you know, the usual dad's gone, let's have fun. Um, throughout the time. So they're excited to see their father return. And so to celebrate the victory of Seti, Seti gives Ramesses a captured Midianite girl as his slave. And this girl's name is Zipporah. And she is commanded to dance and, and she sings the song, Dance to the Day. But no, I will dance, but my dance will be all.
use the song. It's so the good. Plays Sephora looks just like her. Mm-hmm. Like they, it's like they looked. They were looking for a look alike. It was mm-hmm. like they she, looked like. So it was beautiful. I was. It was fascinating because like the musical, it didn't seem like they were doing like a like you know Frozen at the Hyperion like they weren't doing a play by play of the film, but, or like in Shrek, like it wasn't like, here's our costumes. They're stripped from the film. Right. For all the characters, but for like Zipporah, they ripped her out of the film. I mean, how her can you not? And then one of the other Midianites like ripped from the film. She's a perfect, perfect being. You can't like redo Zipporah. Oh, and the girl who played her is gorgeous. She was also oh, kind yeah. of, robotic and kind of Disney-esque in the way that she acted, like uh, over and over enunciating, mm-hmm. um, over emoting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe it's because I don't know if they were told like, hey, we're filming today. And they're all like, we must act. We must be. <laughs> we must be in the moment. <laughs> um, so Zipporah, she dances for the court. It's quite a long song. And later that evening, Zohars actually breaks away from the guards and she winds up in Moses' bedchamber where uh-huh. she is trying to escape. And it's funny because uh, Ramesses finds out that she was in there and is like, she was my present. Oh. It's not funny. It's gross. Um, but she defiantly says that she will always be free and escapes. But Moses pursues Zipporah into the marketplace where he runs into his real sister. So before he goes into the marketplace, he tells Ramesses, like, I'm going to bring her back. It's a whole discussion, and it's actually kind of cute and flirtatious. Mm-hmm. Um, but so he goes out into the marketplace, and he runs into Miriam, his real sister, where she like comes and she's like, "You came. You were always. I was like, you're supposed to come, and here you are. You're here." And Moses is like, "What the fuck? Who? What? Because what he doesn't know is that Miriam is actually she's uh, was it prophetic? She can. She's a she foresees. She's a prophet. Forsooth." She's a prophet. There's the word. Oh, my God. You were there. You were there. My brain, honestly, has not been working. Like, there's words I'm like, I like what I was trying to say, appropriate. And I knew it was an AP word. I just could, like, a word that started with an A and a P, but I could not remember what the word was. Man, y'all. You having a flare-up? Having something. Okay. I'm having a weird, like, my face looks like I'm taking Ozempic, which I'm definitely not. Um, I'm having a lot of things. I'm having flare up. I love that that's a thing. <laughs> Thanks for asking. You're welcome. Might be, honestly. Um, this is the start. Okay. We're back. Um, so Miriam, he runs into Miriam who she's like, oh my gosh, you're real. Like this is, this is what's always supposed to happen. And the brother Aaron is there, but Aaron is trying to be like, Miriam, you've been saying crazy things. Uh, leave him alone. But Miriam tells Moses the truth about his birth and when he refuses to believe her, she sings him their mother's lullaby from the beginning, uh, which stirs the old memories of Moses, which uh, way to go because he was definitely a newborn when he heard that that uh, at last. Right. Um, but he remembers it. So distraught, <laughs> he races back to the palace and he can't like and can't escape his memories of like being, I guess, in a basket. Um, so he finds the artwork of the Hebrew babies being drowned by Seti's men, and the Pharaoh sadly confirms that he uh, had to make a sacrifice for the good of Egypt. So Tuya finds him and tells him the truth, uh, that Moses is a Hebrew, but now he must forget that and continue to live as he always has. And Moses agrees in the song, All I Ever Wanted. 
next day, Moses and Ramesses and Hotep are at the temple. And Moses is trying to act like nothing has changed. But when he sees the guards whipping a Hebrew slave, he actually attacks the guard and accidentally kills him. Oh, I forgot about so that. So Miriam's like, prophecy is starting to come through true. That, that, so the prophecy, let me back up. The prophecy that Miriam was saying was that he is going to deliver the Hebrew slaves. Uh-huh. That was the whole thing. Like, literally the whole thing from the beginning. His name means deliverance. Here he is, and he's up there making friends with the Pharaoh. You're going to do this. He's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And then he literally starts the next day, and he kills one of the guards. And so Hotep proclaims that Moses must be punished. And so Moses runs off, and Ramesses pursues him, saying that he will hide the truth of Moses' identity. But Moses says that it that isn't possible, and he runs into the desert in the song, Make It Right. So Moses has run away now in the desert. Sad. Poor baby Moses. And throughout his desert pursuit, where he's barely uh, surviving, the song is playing Moses in the desert. And where he eventually encounters the Midianites, uh, led by their high priest, Jethro. Yeah. Jethro. Heathrow. Jethro. That's what I thought. And Jethro, he ends up welcoming him into the tribe, and he tells him their philosophy in the song through heaven's eyes. You can never see with your eyes on earth. Look through heaven's eyes. Look at your life. Look at your life. Look at your life through heaven's eyes. It's my favorite song. It's funny because it's like he's, I think he's brought, like, they, who finds him? He's at the well, and he's in, like, a well, and Sephora comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this little girl's like, there's a man in the well. There's a man in the well. Oh, there's not a man in the well. Oh, my God, there's a man in the well. And they literally pull him up out of the well, and when Sephora sees who, who it is, she drops, drops him, him back into the well. That's my favorite yeah. part of the whole movie. Uh, the yeah. original, the original. That's like the original straight film. out of the original film. Yeah. And okay, I, can I can I give a critique? And so were the characters. Yes. Can What's I, your critique? I hated how the Jethro in this musical sang Heaven's Eyes. They changed 
they changed the markings, or he sang the original markings, but but the original person didn't sing it like that. So in the original song, it's um, look at your life through heaven's eyes. That's it's like a triplet. Da 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 da. This guy goes, look at your life through look. It's like look at your life through heaven. It's much more straight than it was triplet format. Yeah. And I hated it. I listened to the whole, um, soundtrack of the musical after we, we did the, um, the background. Cause I was like, Oh God, I love this musical. And I listened to it and I was like, "Mm, Nope. Hate it. This is my favorite song in the whole musical and the whole thing, but I hate it. Hate how he sings it. So I went back and listened to the, the original version like 5,000 times. Cause it's my favorite song. That's so, uh, it's like, because I guess I don't really remember the original as well, but this Through Heaven's Eyes is more of, a, I think, a dance number. It's very ensemble heavy. Mm-hmm. It is, which but... Which is why, why to men why it was changed. But De- Jethro, no, I mean, Jethro sings it. It's the same song. Yeah. It, nothing really changes except for, like, one of the choruses is cut, or in the early part of the song, one of the choruses is, like, cut in half. That's the only thing that really um, changes. But outside of that, he sings, like... Like, you know, like composers will write the rhythms that they want and then singers yeah. will sing what they think sounds better. I think maybe this was a version of of the song that was written out. And he's like, I'm going to sing the exact thing that's on the page. And I do that. Oh. I do that as a singer. And I know it's like stupid. Like, just, just, just play with it a little and have some fun. And so he was not playing. He was like, I'm going to sing it like this so that it's not like the original movie. And it bugs me. And I'm like, nope, this is my favorite song. It's got to be a triplet. Look at your life needs to be a triplet. Triplet. I, I do believe in singing what's on the page until you know it. And then you're allowed to change it. Otherwise, you're Jeremy Jordan. Oh. Otherwise, you're Jeremy Jordan who doesn't fucking know his music, but is so good. And we can't fault him. We really can't, but we can. No. We can, but we can't. Okay. <clears throat> so moving on. So as time passes, Moses and Ramesses are starting to miss each other. And they're singing about that in the song, Faster Reprise. Through every prankish endeavor, every wild chariot ride, one thing I thought was forever, you'd always be at my side. So split stage. They haven't seen each other. But also as time passes, Moses has become a shepherd and has fallen in love with Zipporah, Jethro's daughter, uh, whom he has re-encountered from when he, she dropped him back in the well in the song Never in a Million Years. Could I ever have imagined I'd be here like this In the afterglow of finally reaching our first kiss if I were asked how soon I think this feeling disappears Never in a million years My love Never in a million She also likes him. They have a date on the hill while they're looking at sheep because he's a shepherd now. Oh, Shocking. Moses There's... is a shepherd. He's going to shepherd people. <sighs> okay. <sighs> Gasp. Then one day, following a stray sheep, 
This is what I'm talking about. Uh, Moses encounters a miraculous burning bush and hears the voice of God commanding him to return to Egypt and free his people. Y'all, the way they did the bush, um, it pretty much was, so it was after his little flirtatious moment with Zipporah. But um, it's the ensemble creating like a, a sphere and moving with a red projected light on them. Ooh. It's so good. The voice of God, um, I, if I remember correctly from, it's because later it's this way. So I, if I remember correctly, it's like this in act one, two, that it is the ensemble singing and speaking in unison Ooh. as they're creating what they're creating slash the wing singers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's being commanded to go back. Cause if, you know, if a burning red bush is yelling at me, I would make sure that I didn't take any drugs. Honestly, <laughs> if go you take come a drug back, test and then <laughs> if you come back and you're like, "Hey, a bush it was burning, but it wasn't hot and it talked to me." I'd be like, "Emily, have you been to a therapist recently?" <laughs> um, what was what happened to uh, recently at work? One of the waiters goes, "Oh, they got the crickets out of the walls." And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? I need you to just <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> or it's the voice anyway, of so God. Moses is being commanded to free his people, to deliver his people. And Moses sets off with Sephora to go back to Egypt, where we find out Seti has died and Ramesses is the crowned pharaoh in the song Act One Finale. I have a question. I did not name act one. What? Well, I have a question. Okay. So Moses's name means deliverance. Does God speak to him in Hebrew or in English? Like you think like in the real, let's get down and dirty in the real thing. So like, is he confused by when God says deliver us because his name means Moses or deliver your people because his name means deliverance? He's like, Moses. Yeah. No, Moses, Moses. Uh huh. Moses, Moses. What? Moses, Moses. Your people. I'm going to go ahead and say that, like, in Spanish, when you say tomorrow morning, you say manana, manana. I'm just going to make the assumption that maybe it's just you, a, it's you just a question. start to use context clues of, as to what you're actually listening to. I don't know if you're watching a burning bush with this really deep voice coming out of it. Like, Moses, Moses. It's like, what? I think if that's happening, you start to make some assumptions. I guess. I guess so. But it's like, I don't know. It's just questions that I have after a half bottle of barefoot bubbly. Oh my gosh. As you like, you actually froze for like quite a long time. So I waited very patiently for that question. Oh, uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, what are you going to name act, act one? Act one. I think I'm going to name it. Rip it from the film. Rip it from the film. Rip it from the film. Stay yeah. true to the film. Everyone's always pissy when you don't stay true to the film. So they're staying true to the film.
That's which true. Which brings us to Act Two. Hey. Um, which I'm like, I'm not sure what to call it because it is such a, it's like such a good story that it's hard for me to make fun of it. Well, then give it something um, like a true name. What would you name it truly? Not make fun of it. Deliver us. I was like, prophecy name- fulfilled. Deliver name- us. <laughs> Moses, Moses. Moses, Moses. It's Moses, Moses. Moses supposes he noses. His toeses is roses. Supp- Where he moses. Supposes. That's from uh, Singing in the Rain. Yes, it is. Good job. Yes, it is. Thank you. That's what I thought that we were doing was <laughs> trivia. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Which means uh, you're so, going to love your Christmas present when I finally get it to you. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Is it a game? Maybe. Uh, well, part you know of it. I, y'all, I fun fact about me. I hate board games. This is not I'm a like, board game. Um, like games, like like Cards Against Humanity, I get so mad when I play it because when I don't win, I get when I don't win, I'm like, what are you trying to say? Okay, no, I think you're gonna like this one. <laughs> I probably will like it because you can like, study I love playing it. Cards Against Humanity. Okay, you can study it and then when you play with your friends. <laughs> Be like, impress I know everything. I know everything. Okay. <laughs> I probably already, y'all, I watched Harry Potter this weekend and like went into like some weird ass lore. Rant. Like I didn't realize how much I know about Harry Potter. Well, you definitely <laughs> lived in the weekend. world for a hot second. <laughs> I know a lot about Harry Potter. Ooh, ask um, me, ask me anything. Ask me. <laughs> I don't know everything, but ask me anything. Um, I like, I was, cause I started talking about like Ilvermory. Which I don't know anything about Elfin Morty. I don't know who that is. Okay, so I don't know who that is. Okay, who is good. It? So um, no, it's tell not me. Uh, it's a school. It's a school. It's the American Wizarding School. Oh fuck. They, Anyways, which they mention like continue. once. They mention once. Anyway, going on. They mention and then it's it's more when like they're in the States for Fantastic Beasts when they're only there for I know. And it sucks. Um, okay, anyway. Moving but on. you don't know which house anyone's in or what the houses are. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not as cute as the Hogwarts houses. They're not. Every time I've been in an American school that has houses, they're never as cute. Like, I was a Roman <sighs> when I was in school. Uh, like, my British school, we had houses. I was in a house my middle school year, and I, the house was Romans. I don't even know what the other houses were. Can I tell you? I was you? like, this is such a boring house. When I, when I worked for the British well, it was like a sector of a, of a British school, they had houses in for the middle yeah. school. It was so much fun. It, just, it makes it easy to like. We were the dragons. Just go to your house. Oh, you're the, dragon. See, that's cute. I was a dragon. And Rice has houses, mm-hmm. which is cute. That's cute. <sighs> I. That's we're how I. Two. That's how I met Christy. By the way, we were both dragons. Ah! They put me in dragon, like, so I could I'm be with sure Christy. The Romans at at mm-hmm. my school at Tassus was like the same as like being a Hufflepuff. Oh, Hufflepuff. Everyone was just like leftover, got into. No, but I was also. I was also like technically I was only there for one semester. Technically, I'm a Hufflepuff. I have tested as a Hufflepuff, and my yeah. some of my other friends have tested as Hufflepuffs. They're very sweet. Very Hufflepuffs sweet. are just um, potheads. You know that tracks they're just potheads for and me. everyone and nobody bothers them. Tracks. <laughs> anyway, we're in Act Two now. That's what you were doing in Colorado. Okay. No, Act actually. Two. Didn't at all. Act two. Fine. Act two. Had no marijuana. Got it. Act two. Act two. Uh, The ensemble comes out and they actually create the structure of a gate. And it's the gate that Moses is like entering back into Egypt 
with the pyramids in the background. And Moses pretty much talks about how he never thought he would return to Egypt. And he's with Zipporah in the song, Return to Egypt. Here's the thing. <laughs> I want so badly for this to be restaged where once Moses, once Moses finds out that he is not a king, not a prince, but he is a Hebrew, that the people no longer make things his, like make pieces for him. Does that make sense? I want to restage this so that only when he thinks he's a king the ensemble creates different things for him. When he knows he's a Hebrew, only the Egyptians get things made by the ensemble for them because literally they are working off of the enslaved people. Technically, though, yeah. when he's entering Egypt, the Hebrews don't know that, he, that he's Hebrew. Oh, okay. And they don't create... Like the, like the burning bush was not for Moses, but rather for God. And now he's back in a place where he had power. Okay. There's a whole okay. cocktail, please. <laughs> I'm just saying, as from a director, I'm sure you would agree with me. And then as your assistant director, I'd be like, nope, that doesn't make any sense. Fuck you. <laughs> no, like, I don't want, like, like, the horse thing, you know, like the chariot race. I don't, right. I don't want the slaves, like the ensemble also plays the slaves, right? I don't want yeah. the ensemble being their horses, being Moses's horse as he rides into Egypt anymore. Once he realizes he is a Hebrew, he is not above them. He cannot use them. He will not use them. They no longer can be his tomb but he, to But he doesn't use them. He doesn't use them after, because the, this is literally just a gate. Like he, they are creating the gate to Egypt that okay. he walks through. Okay. So they're still like, they're only being used for the set, I guess. Right. When they're in Egypt, because they weren't really used when they were with the Midianites. Okay. Um, okay. He was pretty like, because they were, they were people. Yeah. yeah. Wait. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Zipporah is encouraging him saying. being like, we need to be back. Yeah, It'll yeah, be yeah. great. I do. I do. I see what you're saying. So but this scene is very, this whole gate situation though is very short lived because immediately real set comes in mm -hmm. and we enter a scene with Ramesses who is now married to Nefertari and he has a son Oh, and the son is being baptized and, and he's singing. Um, so I couldn't tell if this was part of a song or like heads into the next song or was part of the last song, but he, but he's being, uh, the phrase that keeps being said is life, health, strength as the son's being baptized. And Moses enters to the bewilderment of Ramesses, who thought he was dead. Oh. And so he finds, uh, Moses finds out that their father is dead. Uh, Pharaoh said he is dead. And the mother is, quote unquote, different now since Moses left. And, <laughs> sorry, this bitch, this is what I wrote, because remember, I've, I've watched this today. My quote. This bitch thought he was back to bring Zipporah back to him. Oh, after how many years? <laughs> exactly. Excuse and I was like, LOL, nope. You? LOL, nope. She's my wife. And I was like, 
a phrase. It was like a quick phrase. I was like, oh, you brought Sephora back to me. You said you would. Nope, she's my wife. And then that was it. A lot's changed. We have a lot to talk about. Yeah, we do. And then that led into what's coming. Wow. Um, so Sephora uh, and Nefertari get into a fight because they're both like hard-headed robots. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Moses uh, ends up, they, he goes, we need to talk. And so they go to their special spot in the palace, like where they used to hang out. And Moses confronts Ramesses about freeing the Hebrews. And um, this is all, all in the song, Always On Your Side. Against the law is you and he be mortified To set my people free Well, if the price is me From now on I will be always on your side So throughout the song, or towards the end of the song, Ramesses actually agrees to free the Hebrews if Moses will come back to uh, be a court, or be in the court of his advisors. Um, and so he agrees, and they seal it with a hug, but they go like, <laughs> Ramesses is like, great, now I have to go tell my wife, and Moses goes, and I have to tell mine, because he's going to have to stay in uh, Egypt now. Wait, he's, he's going to be one of the advisors. Gonna, he says yes to it? Yes, he says yes to being an advisor. What? I can't, like, I, that's how I took it. Okay. But keep, keep listening. Keep listening. I'm listening. Keep listening. Because at the door, some more. listening at the door, Hotep, the high priest that we talked about earlier, appears oh. holding the royal decree that doubles as the Hebrews' workload, as well as Nefertari being like, no, you're fucking not freeing the Hebrews. But Moses has already gone out to inform the Hebrews that they are being freed in the song uh, Simcha. And so he's being reunited with Miriam and Aaron, and they celebrate in a big old dance number. And the number ends with Hotep coming out, being like, nope. Oh. <laughs> not happening. You're not Jesus. leaving. And so under the influence of Hotep and Navatari, Ramesses has broken his promise to Moses. And so Hotep appears and announces the Pharaoh has broken the promise and that the Hebrews are not required. This is, this is kind of a weird, I think I heard it right. He goes, you're not required to make bricks, but you are required to make the same amount of bricks as before. Oh. And so the Hebrews are angry at Moses because they had, he has done what they say. He goes, you have done something more cruel than, the, than they could ever do. You gave us hope in the song, Deliver Us Your Priest. Is it true? Did you go back on your promise? Why did you do this to me? So Moses finds Ramesses sailing down the Nile on a royal barge and warns him that if he does not keep his promise, Egypt will suffer. And when Ramesses refuses, the waters of the Nile turn into blood, Ooh. which is made, this is so cool, this is made, uh, like, the blood is made by light, and then the ensemble who's in the Nile they kind of start doing, I want to go, demonic, I mean, contortion crawls across the stage. No, I don't want to see that. That is like the number one thing that I'm like, nope, no, can't watch. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Mm. So there was like a beautiful Nile into kind of the horror, like the horror of, 
um, like the horror cafe um, <laughs> of the Nile turning to blood. But uh, Hotep picks up like he has a chalice and a bottle, like a bottle of water, a carafe of water, and he pours it into the chalice where it turns red. And they go, see, it's just a trick. It's a trick. But this is technically the first plague that Ramesses is going to experience. And then he experiences further plagues of disease, fire, and darkness that then ravage Egypt. So Moses goes and sees his mom, Tuya, to make, and she urges him to make peace with his brother. Moses pleads with Ramesses to free the Hebrews, but Ramesses still says no nah. in the song, The Plagues. I will never let you Meanwhile, Moses goes and has an argument with God because all these people are getting hurt and sick. And Moses argues with God and tries to no longer be the messenger of God. But what I write, I go, but alas, can't run away from God, the Holy Spirit depicted by ensemble in unison in blue light. LOL. (laughs) Because the final plague occurs, and it's uh, arguably the worst one, where it's death of the Egyptian newborn, firstborns. Oh. Including... Ramesses and Nefertari's son. Oh. So this is so sad. Uh, earlier, it was the red scarf, like mm-hmm. physical blood. This is like the Holy Spirit killing them, right? So they, these moms would come out with like bundles that look like babies that were sheets. And then they would take the sheet and then um, like wring it out and there was no baby or like drop it out and there was nothing inside. No. And it was like every female did that. And then this boy, like this younger boy comes out and then he just dies. <gasps> there's no, there's no color. There's no blood. Oh. And then there's a projection of graves in the back. And Moses is devastated by the death and destruction he has caused in the song for the rest of my life. Unlike so many of our victims, I have the rest of my Ramesses tells Moses that the Hebrews can go after this because Nefertari grieves over the dead body of her son in the song, Heartless. So I can't be heartless for him. I can't be heartless for him. I never have needed more. I never have needed more. And she's in this song, she's more or less saying, I can no longer be heartless because of the death of her son. Like, just fucking do what you need to do. 
And that's her change. That is like the only time we see this person emote. And it's such a beautiful fucking show. It's so pretty. Entire show. She becomes, she's no Mm. longer a robot. Mm. Moses returns looking hot as fuck. Uh, Hey. (laughs) Like number one, still hot. He's wearing like a Pippin shirt with with, like one of those see-through chain shirts. Hey, what's up? It's fine. Sad, Um, sad Moses. How you doing? Sad, so sad. (laughs) Let me comfort you. You need some comfort? (laughs) Oh, God. God damn it. Okay, but also, that was number one. But number two, he goes and tells Miriam that the Hebrews are finally free and that he's too distraught to lead them. But Miriam and Zipporah are like, you need to get your shit together. Um, So they encourage him and revive his spirits in the song, When You Believe. I got like goosebumps oh, thinking of the song. Way. I have like scalp goosebumps. Aww. Aww, Chelsea, my cat. Oh, he has his Sherpa on on the couch and he's so sweet. Aww. Olive's shaking somewhere. I feel like he gets stuck when I put his little Sherpa on. Like he's afraid to go move. I need to get a Sherpa for Stinky because he's terrified of the fireplace. And like that's the only thing that's warm in our apartment right now. Because like that's the thing is Fig's been on the couch all day. Yesterday I put the the Sherpa on him and he got stuck like on the table. Oh, um, like he sat on the table for a really long time. I'm like, why are like, you sitting here? Because I and can't I take move. it off of him. He becomes a menace. Oh yeah. Um, when I put anything on Stinky, he just falls over. He'll just fall uh, over and play. He he will not wear clothing. Will not. Yeah, I was shocked that like Fig made it onto the table with the Sherpa on. Uh huh. Oh, he's cute. Oh, he's like a little warm cat over there. Oh, he's so cute. Okay. So Moses leads the Hebrews to the edge of the Red Sea, uh, where Zipporah mourns the fact that she will actually never see her family again. And he goes, you know, you don't have to come with me. We had made a promise of a life, and that promise has been broken, that the life that we were going to have isn't it. So if you want to go back, you can. And she goes, no, fuck no, that. No, bitch. <laughs> you look real good in that shirt. She says, literally, no, she doesn't literally say fuck it, but she says fuck that in the song, Never in a Million Years, Your Priest. And I actually imagine in a moment's doubt that I could take my life back and just turn about. But though we know full well this choice is not without its tears, never in a Never in a 
suddenly the Egyptian army appears in the distance led by Ramesses and Hotep. And the Hebrews appear to be trapped where they are in the Red Sea. So they are needing a miracle to escape. And oh my God, Miriam. So this is, this is my interpretation of Miriam's lines. Um, I really, this is where I'm like, we need to get our, our videos going for like drunk history. Ready for it. Because this Miriam, so Miriam's like, fucker, you can do it. Just ask for a miracle. (laughs) And so Moses holds out his hand where dead mommy appears and sings deliver us. And all the women put their hands on him. And then the Red Sea parts. (laughs) Dead mommy appears. What the fuck? Okay, that's the role I want. I want dead mommy. Because she's like, she's she's like in the beginning. And then she's at the end. I mean, it's beautiful. What a great role. She's the eponine of this story. She's the eponine. <laughs> it's literally eponine. Uh, or no, is it not eponine? Uh, she's oh, fontine, no. not fontine. eponine. She's the she's fontine. fontine of this story. Which, which was... Uh, she's the fontine of the story. Uh, Patty Lapone who fell asleep backstage because like it's so far between. Yeah. You, you got to wake up the Patty before yeah, she can go like back on stage. Yeah, there's like nothing fucking Yeah. Oh, shit. I got to go tell Moses. Okay, I got to so, tell Moses to go do the thing. Gotta go tell Moses that he needs to go believe or something or deliver us or whatever she says. Got a part so oh, she needs to deliver us. Because uh, she was... Yeah. So the ensemble, the way they part the sea, it's so cool, Chelsea. So remember how I said there was like this platform on the stage that's shaped kind of like the... It's shaped like a puddle. Like it's pretty big. It's the majority of the stage. And um, as the sea parts... Like people in the ensemble, I think this part, this whole like dead mommy bit is done because they're covering up the transition of some ensemble members and getting them in a harness because four ensemble members fly up into the air with just like floor to ceiling fringe. Gimme, gimme. I want to do. And then a fringe comes, flies down in the back. So that's the water. Wow. It's so cool. And so, and it covers just that kind of weird platform I was talking about, which is going to be important. And so there, um, I literally was like, it's so cool. I could cry. I think like a tear formed because it was so cool. And so they're like, oh, wow, miracle across the Red Sea. So they go and they navigate their way through the Red Sea, equaling that they cross over the orchestra into the audience. How very West End of them. Wow. (laughs) Because they go up the center aisle of the audience by ensemble. (laughs) Oh, my God. So they pass through the Red Sea while Moses remains back. He goes, you all go. I'm going to remain back. I'll be the last one. And so, of course, that means that Ramesses gets to Moses as the Hebrews are leaving, and he stops them. And he goes, Ramesses, uh, he offers himself as ransom for the Hebrews' freedom. And so Hotep urges Ramesses to kill Moses, but Ramesses refuses, saying there's been too much death already, and he will be the weak link. And he's going to break the chain of destruction. Oh. In which case, Hotep was like pissy about that. But Moses and Ramesses embrace brothers once again. And then Moses and Zipporah follow the other Hebrews. Um, And as they part ways, Moses is reminded that this is what he was made for and has a prophecy that, like, it's it's funny because he goes, Miriam, I just realized that she can see, uh, see in the future and I can see her sight. And he tells Ramesses that he will uh, build the greatest empire on earth without slaves, which I was actually just reading his like Wikipedia. And that's more or less, he's like re- regarded the most, like the greatest uh, emperor. But Hotep commandeers the Egyptian army and they pursue Moses and the Hebrews into the Red Sea. And once all the Hebrews are out, the waters fall back, drowning Hotep and the whole soldiers and all the soldiers. 
this is so cool. So it was funny because like they're like the sea is coming down on them. So remember the fringe is happening and there's that weird puddle, big ginormous platform on the stage. That platform becomes raked. So it lifts up into an angle. So the soldiers are being drowned by literally falling down the stage. Oh my God. Sliding down the stage. Um, And they're falling into the pit. Meanwhile, there's a projection of a whale in the background to depict that they're now underwater. Oh, that's so <laughs> like, it's cool. like in the background, there's like this whale in the red sea. I'm like, okay. Um, it made me, it made me laugh. Um, but then everything clears. So the fringe is gone. The rake comes down and the sun, like, and then you see like uh, a horizon on the, on the water. And um, we see Moses enter and we see Ramesses enter, and they are on opposite sides now of the Red Sea, which is that big puddle thing in the middle. And Moses and Ramesses face their separate destinies, knowing that they will always have a brother who supports and understands them in the song Act 2 finale. Oh. footprints on the sand, and footprints on the sand. ending Prince of Egypt the musical yay yay <laughs> I wasn't ignoring you I promise I was texting Dante that's beautiful it's, it was really it was really really pretty I don't I don't know if it would do well on Broadway to be totally honest mm-hmm. like I see why it, went, it did well on the West End st- or it did okay I mean it closed during COVID um, but it did kind of feel as, as like expensive and as beautiful as it is. It's at like frozen. It felt, it felt like a kind of like an amusement park musical, oh. if that makes sense. It like, does. I, I hate that it did. Well, every um, single but it, like, song. With the cool shit. Yeah. I noticed, I noticed every single song is a bop. There's like maybe yes. two or three that are like slower and it's like, okay, there's your dramatic pieces, but everything else is like a big bop with a big chorus and big orchestra and it ends with a bump at yeah. the end, like a very Hamilton kind of ending to every song. Well, I mean, we want bops on Broadway, but like... There's a lot it just, of bops in this. I'm like, I don't know if it would be too expensive or if it's not quite flashy enough for Broadway. It's almost like it's not flashy enough, even though it's very flashy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it's not like... It's like we're urging towards Aladdin. Aladdin is very expensive to put on every single show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not going to be Aladdin. Right. But I feel right? like if they if they tweaked it maybe because okay here's my thing go with my idea of the ensemble maybe like cut some of the ensemble down a bit i don't know is is it are they mm. they're pretty necessary and like, i they? would say that the ensemble is dance core okay 
So it's like, a very dancey show. The ensemble is opera dance core. Hmm. Yeah. Like you are, if you can't dance, you're not going to be in the ensemble. Aww. I'd say there's probably six really strong dancers that are featured throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like you either are a singer who like can sing and not necessarily act, mm-hmm. or you are a dancer who can dance. Yeah. And then you're Moses, who's just bad. <laughs> yeah. Like Moses and Ramesses are just so cute. They're so sweet. They're so handsome. Oh, and so handsome. So handsome. Uh, I want to give a cork award. Can I give a cork award? Yeah. Okay. And for reference, a cork award is like, this wasn't a bad musical, but like this is the person that put up with the most shit kind of thing, right? Like you deserve well, yeah, a bottle of like, wine. The person who like, I like I appreciate the most Uh Mm -hmm. in this musical Mm -hmm. like really like and I I'm going to give it to the choreographer oh okay yeah I'm giving it to the choreographer who it was I cannot remember off the top of my head very suddenly that's okay but the choreographer just like Mm -hmm. I really was uh Sean Sean Cheesem Cheeseman not Cheesem Cheeseman the he is a judge and choreographer for so you think you can dance oh my that's where I was like, it's a so you think you can dance kind of musical. Like you, they oh. are doing, they are doing dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not doing movement. It is dance. Um, and so, oh, he was a figure skater. I didn't know that. Hey, uh, didn't so you I, say that? You I said probably something did. About, you said something about a figure skater in the last episode, and then you related it to yourself. And I'm like, oh, that's also Eileen too. Well, I mean, in Taylor Wismag, we were all figure skaters who became dancers. Uh-huh. Um, anyways, that's whom I, he's, yes, he gets my cork award. Nice. He fucking, he fucking nailed. I'm going to have to go watch this. I need, I it's listened, good. I listened to it when I was doing my deliveries. Deliveries. I need to listen to it. I'm going to go and add it to my deliveries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dropping was. off fucking like Miss Rachel. <laughs> it was. I was dropped. So I did drop off Miss Rachel. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, you know who's also super funny? Who? Uh, not funny looking, just funny. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, you're not funny looking. Our patrons. I love our patrons. I mean, I'm a little funny looking right now. Well, you are. Thank you. I was talking about my patrons, though. Wow. Uh, thank you, patrons. I'm wow. going to go and do our outro, Chelsea. Gotcha. <laughs> Have fun. Patrons, we appreciate your support. Uh, please continue supporting us. And if you all would like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash wines and dolls, where you'll see Chelsea literally dying in the first part of this this episode. Wasabi nuts, uh, from y'all. her wasabi nuts. Uh, nuts <sighs> of wasabi. But if you'd like to support us in other ways, you can do that by pressing uh, subscribe anywhere you're listening to this podcast. And if you're on Apple or Spotify, please scroll down and press the furthest star to the right and leave us a review. Thank you. Uh, if you are, are sending it to friends to be like, you should listen to this, please uh, have them listen on Spotify. I would appreciate yeah, that. We would appreciate it. that. You can also find us on our social media at Wines and Dolls. Um, grow our TikTok. Make our TikTok happen. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should grow our TikTok too. Um, we need to do some more stuff. And you can always reach out to us at winesanddolls at gmail.com. And you can find links to all of the above at winesanddolls.com. And with that, I'm Chelsea. I'm Emily. And this has been Wines and Dolls. We'll see you next week <laughs> with another king or prince or whatever we're doing. Bye.
Bye.